Hello and welcome everyone to a special edition of the Official Gears Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian and Alan. We're the guys of years of experience. And why is this a special episode? Well, for starters, we have fellow Gears member Mike Carnes join us. Mike, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me again, guys. Always. Um, and as you know, uh, on the Gears Podcast, we talk about everything from mouse ears to butterbeers. And on for this episode, we're strictly talking about all the news that has been released over the last few weeks regarding the mouse ears and butterbeers, but particularly mouse ears. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little kiddy tonight. <laughs> and we're calling it the Gears Report. Uh, and another reason for this episode, as you can see, is that uh, you can see our faces. Um, we are on YouTube this week, as well as all of our other normal places that you get your podcasts. So uh, a little different episode, but uh, we're excited to bring it to you this way. And um, we're just going to be talking basically about all the news that's come out. Right, guys? Absolutely. There's been a lot. Yeah, there, there has been a lot. So um, let's lots just jump right news, in. It too. Mike. Not good yeah, news. Lots not, of positive not scary news. Good no, news. positive news. We're, we're stepping in the right direction, right, Mike? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, Florida just updated their, their mask mandate, and they're in phase one right now, which it's effective immediately. And uh, they reduced the physical distancing from six feet to three feet. Uh, if you've been fully vaccinated, they say you got to follow the CDC guidelines. And there's a lot of guidelines to follow. So if you just go to cdc.com, you can look at it there. It's too much for us to say right here. Um, the last I saw, they were about 37, 38% vaccinated. When Florida, Orange County gets to 50%, they're going to go to the next phase, phase two, um, when it gets to 50%, like I said, and then they'll lift the uh, face coverings outside and It'll still be a three feet physical distancing only for groups. They would encourage that. Um, but of course, as we know, Disney and Universal are their own private entity. So you still have to go by whatever their guidelines are. Just because Florida and Orange County sets their guidelines, you're going to be in a public place. So whatever that specific guideline is, you have to follow that. Yeah, nothing okay. official has come from Disney yet on that. But so, you know, like you're saying, we know they're they're approaching that 50% of the population in Orange County being vaccinated. So when they get there, hopefully it won't be very long. You know, they'll reduce Disney. the uh, masks for outside. But Disney and Universal are most likely still going to require right. them. So, and they did uh, mention they're both, Disney and Universal, are both going to uh, stop their temperature checks. I believe May 16th. Does that sound right? Universal is immediate, I believe. Yep. And I think Disney starting May 16th. So no more temperature screenings going into the parks. Uh, so you know, although that wasn't listed as a phase one thing, that was just something Disney and Universal were doing on their own. I don't ever think that was a, a state mandate. Yeah. So as I mean, as you guys said, this this means absolutely nothing for Disney or Universal or or SeaWorld, uh, Busch Gardens, Legoland, any of those theme parks. Um, but it is a step in the right direction. And as Mike said, no more temperature checks. That's a huge stepping stone, I think, right there. Um, and that's not just to get in the parks. That's also for restaurants and everything. So all of their it's facilities, as said, they yeah, they're they're uh, getting rid of the temperature checks. Um, I didn't mind the temperature checks, honestly. Uh, it was only took a couple a seconds. Deal, that was the slowest. Yeah. That was the one of the quickest parts of the, 
the processor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, again, it's a step in the right direction. Um, another step in the right direction that Disney has done, and this is not necessarily new news, but it's something some people may have overlooked because when you look at a lot of pictures, people are still wearing them. But you are allowed to take your mask off at Disney uh, to take photos as long as you're stationary. Um, so sure. not no ride photos, uh, but anytime you want to take a castle pic or a long distance selfie with one of the characters, something like that, take that mask off. Uh, and your memory maker photos, any photos yeah, your memory. memory maker photographies take for you, you can take your mask off for those as well. Seen yeah. a lot of those popping out lately. New memory maker photos, yeah. no masks. So it's great. It's great to see. Which, which is one of the things that I got a lot of pushback on when we started opening it, or not we, but when theme parks started opening up and we started talking about different things, they were like, well, I don't want pictures of all the masks and everything in all my pictures. And I don't want to have a Christmas car with mask on. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Like right now it's you go take all the pictures you want. As long as you're standing still, it's perfectly fine. So. Well, and the other thing with that too, is I kind of like that um, they came up with some new poses and things to do with people to kind of, you know, that there's a lot of those poses where people are looking at the castle and they're photographing your backs, you know, all of your family standing together, looking at the castle or looking at different things. Um, I think so they've gotten a little more creative with some of the poses and things they've done because of that, which I, I kind of liked. A lot yep. more of those that you hadn't seen in the past that they're doing now. Some, some cool new options. Yep. Uh, speaking of options, new options, we have some of our favorite restaurants opening back up uh, in the near future. So uh, we have two character meals returning. Uh, the first one is pretty much everybody's go-to when they um, have to do a character meal with Mickey, and it's Chef Mickey's. Um, Chef Mickey's has been open for breakfast, but now they're going to be open up for a family-style dinner. Uh, the dinner menu, um, Mike, you want to you run over that one? It's because it's a little different than what it's been in the past. Yeah, no buffet. Yeah, nope. yeah. so Chef Mickey's is going to be open, but as you said, it's going to be a little different. They will have characters that will uh, be in the distance. So if you've seen or seen like Topolino's or Garden Grill, how they operate, uh, they're physically distanced. They walk by. You can take selfie shots uh, from your phone. Uh, so there's no hugging, no autographs or anything like that. But they're there. Uh, Chef Mickey's was only open from breakfast for breakfast from seven to twelve. Now they've opened up for dinner. Um, yeah, it, it will not be a buffet. Uh, so the dinner menu will offer items for the whole family, including uh, a Caesar salad with uh, was that citrus poached shrimp, assorted breads, uh, ganache, roasted garlic potatoes. Uh, wheat wheat fried rice, prime rib, roasted turkey, and I believe it's going to be uh, you know mac and cheese all the sides. It'll be served family style, so you can get as much as you want. They'll bring it to your table. You don't have to get up and and, and to get it. Um, and of course, they'll have the regular kids menu with corn dog nuggets, chicken nuggets, French fries, and and, uh, and all those options. Yeah, and if you've yeah, eaten at like. Yeah. And if you've eaten at like Garden Grill or uh, Liberty Tree Tavern, it's very similar style. They'll, they'll bring everything to the plate. And if you want more or to the table, if you want more of anything, you just let them know and they bring it to you. So, you know, it's not the buffet, but you still get all you care to eat, which is kind of nice. Good choices. Yeah. I, I was never a big fan of the uh, Chef Mickey's buffet, honestly. Like, we had it for breakfast most of the time, yeah, uh, which is popular. good. You get your, your, yeah, you get your Mickey waffles, um, your fruit and things before you head over to the park. Um, so I'm okay with this menu for dinner. 
uh, you, you have some good choices. I believe they'll probably end up with like a carving station. Um, yeah. Some, well, no, that would, that would be for the buffet. It'd be like having a carving station where you have the prime rib um, for uh, like you do some of those uh, fancier sit down table service restaurants. Um, but it's, it, it is good food. Like I, I'm looking at the menu and I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to like it a lot more than um, the regular chef Mickey's if they keep it now, but next time we go, um, we don't do chef again. Mickey's every time. <laughs> yeah. It'll, they'll change it back to buffet probably. So we'll Let's see. Hope. Let's hope. Yeah. Got another option though. Uh, coming back. We, we do have another option. Um, I have never actually eaten at this restaurant, so I, I don't have, uh, one way or the other of, you know, preference, but, um, Cape May is coming back, um, this month and it's going to be an all you can eat family style, uh, for breakfast and dinner. There's not a lunch option. Um, but again, um, it's going to be no characters this time um, for the time being, but they will probably bring those back. We'll just kind of have to see how this goes. But, um, you know, again, uh, we have a breakfast menu um, that's looks like it's got some pretty good stuff on it. That's not your typical breakfast buffet family style food, is it, Mike? No, no, it, it's, it's quite different. Um, mostly assorted house made pastries and, and spreads and jams. Uh, the one thing that, besides the normal multigrain croissants, French rolls, um, pastry creams, they, they, they have something called a lobster tail, <clears throat> excuse me, pastry with pastry cream. That seems, I, I like lobster, so I'll, I would definitely eat it. It just sounds a little different than, than your normal bread assortment. Um, so they also have- Sounded good to me to try. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely try it. It's just something I, I haven't never heard of. Uh, yeah. They also have mushrooms, um, of course, your uh, Mickey waffles, pancakes, uh, French toast, uh, scrambled egg, cage-free scrambled eggs, no less, bacon. Um, so it is a little bit less of an offering than they normally have, but along with that, is it's a little bit less of a price. It only starts for, for an adult for $25 and children are only 14. That's a bargain for on Disney property. Yeah. 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 And, and so right now, um, Cape May is actually going to open up uh, before the restaurant, uh, before the uh, resorts do. So you're going to have to make reservations and, and um, figure out how you're going to get there since you won't be staying at one of those resorts. But those resorts are coming back fairly soon. Um, I picture the lobster tail being more kind of like a cream filled donut um, type yeah. thing um where it's just kind of rolled into what looks like a lobster tail so i'm all about donuts i'm all about cream filled <laughs> pastries so i i will probably thoroughly enjoy that one if it's still around next time i get down there but uh we'll just have to see but that's breakfast and we also have dinner options right yep yes, dinner is going to include some other things so we have those uh, house-made perker house rolls and cornbread um a seafood boil with a variety of fresh seafood i love seafood that sounds really good to me oh. Turf platter with steak and chicken and lobster mac and cheese. I love me some lobster mac and cheese. I love lobster anything. Uh, and like I said, this is currently not a character meal. It was in the past, but you know, like Chef Mickey's when it first opened, we think it will be phased in at a later date. So we'll start seeing some characters come back, hopefully um, by the summer. So we're just waiting for more information on that. But it looks like great options. Yeah, oh, and I, so I mentioned. You know, I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. I was just saying, just you know, just like I mentioned, um, the resorts aren't open. Um, this, this restaurant is, if you've never been to Cape May, Cape May it is in, um, 
beach club and yacht club it's it's over there uh with those right resorts. In the beach so, club lobby. yeah yeah so <laughs> it's it's not you know those are not open at the moment but they are going to be open um this summer so. well and beach club uh, is open for dvc guests at the moment too yes. so if you're staying in one of the villas yeah. you can stay there but the main resort yeah. portion is not quite open yet i think a very important uh, item to to tell people about this dinner is it was very famously well known for its all you can eat crab legs that is not on this menu now not yet i'm looking at the menu i'm looking at the menu and they do offer steamed crab legs but it is an additional charge so just the regular buffet and the menu items alan mentioned uh it says it's 42 dollars per adult 25 per child but just to reiterate that is not crab legs I used to go there all the time just for the crab legs, but it, they are not included. So please know that before you make this reservation and expect, expect them when you get there. I have They're never seen there. a restaurant not, uh, not busy. It's, it's yeah. always busy. Yeah, there's usually a line. Yeah. Oh. That's why I haven't eaten there yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we have one more restaurant. Yay. And I, I'm excited to see this one because last time we were there and, and all three of us kind of talked about it, that there weren't very many dining options uh, at Animal Kingdom, yeah. um, especially when you wanted to sit down. So uh, Tusker House will be reopening this summer. We do not have a date or a menu at this moment. However, we do know that it will be a uh, modified character experience. Uh, guests can enjoy family style entrees inspired by the flavors of Africa, which is pretty much what it was beforehand. And uh, you can get your favorite photos with uh, Donald Duck and friends. So it doesn't sound like things are gonna change all of that much, except there's gonna be a few COVID uh, policies in, in effect and uh, probably family style versus the buffet. So yeah. that is all the information we pretty much have at the moment on that one, but it is coming back and we should know more within the next couple of weeks. And I have eaten at mm -hmm. Tusker House, and it was really great. I enjoyed it. So, great character yeah. interaction there. It was normal. Yeah. Yeah, and even even prior to COVID, it seemed like a very big restaurant, and you had plenty of space between tables where the characters can really get up close to your, your table yeah. and interact with you. Uh, you don't offered, get that at some of the other ones. They offered a lot of different type of buffet items as well. It was like African-inspired, just, yeah. just different. And it's good to be different. You know, you get tired of the yeah. regular buffet uh, selection so it was it was it was a change and it was good yeah it reminded me a lot of boma over at the uh, animal kingdom does, Lodge. yeah with characters yeah oh my gosh that one is so great i can't wait yeah. for that to come back yeah so we do just want to point out that we are talking about um chef mickey's returning for dinner character dining uh kate may is returning as another table service uh option that has some high-end seafood and Tusker House returning some point this summer as another character dining option. Um, you know, these locations and restaurants are really popular. And especially if they're going to offer character dining, because there's so little of that on the properties at the moment. So we want to make sure that you guys are aware of that these are very popular. They're going to be very hard to get. I have guests that are trying to get Chef Mickey's and I've not been able to get it for them yet. Um, we were about 28 days before they go. So I'm hoping something pops open. Um, but, you know, while the, these restaurants... Um, are still limited seating that doesn't help our ability to get reservations a whole lot so just keep that in mind book out as quickly as you can as early as you can and make sure that your travel advisor knows which ones you want and which ones are a priority so we can do our best to try and help get those for you but while we're talking about animal kingdom i'm so excited celebration of festival of the lion king has reopened at disney's animal kingdom theme park i'm not gonna lie 
I might've watched some of the videos and there might've been a tear or two <laughs> watching the cast <laughs> perform. And I'm like, why am I an idiot? It's so great to see these people back and see them performing again. Many of the um, cast that I saw in some of the videos, I recognized from when we were there before. So it's great to see some of the original cast coming back. Um, it is showing right now five shows a day. So that's great. It is still limited seating. There are still COVID um, procedures in place. They are not guaranteeing anybody um, you know, access to the show. So get there early, talk to the folks at the um, theater and uh, see what you can do to make sure you get in there. But I'm so happy to see live entertainment returning. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I saw this and I got super excited. And then like, you know, not too soon after that, I saw where um, a couple of Disney uh, Broadway plays are also coming back. Uh, in the near future. And I, I know Aladdin is one and I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, is it the Lion King? Probably Lion King, yeah. So I, I will mention, Lion King and, and Aladdin. while and I, was I was in like, New York, yeah. uh, while I was in New York a week ago, the uh, Broadway ticket booth reopened in Times Square um, and Broadway is coming back to New York in mid-September. Tickets are already starting to go on sale for Broadway shows. They will be allowed to reopen at 100% capacity in mid-September. So Broadway is coming back, folks. Yep, and it's starting at Disney World. Uh, starting at Disney World. Back out. So yeah. excited for all of that. It's great to see live entertainment back. Yeah. I just want to know what they're going to do with the uh, safari line now that they can't wander through uh, where they do the Festival of the Lion King. So. Oh, yeah, for Pandora, right? Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage was going all the way through. To no, Africa. it was, uh, it was well, the safari. Oh, the I safari did Flight of Passage that way, through. too. Yeah. What do you what do you guys think if, if they're decreasing their uh, physical distancing from six foot to three foot? Maybe they can condense it. Yeah, yeah. Push everybody in a little more and not expand it all the way out. Just a thought. Yeah. I, I, it's got to make some change somewhere because yeah, yeah obviously you can't walk through there while people are eating. Yeah, We were a little surprised in February when we went to Animal Kingdom and the line for Pandora Flight of Passage did go all the way down the bridge to Africa and wove through the queue area for Festival of Lion King and then back to the attraction. But you know yeah. what? It the moved. It moved fast. I mean, yeah, it was still less than 90 seems, minutes. If you think of that in your head, how vast of a, a acreage that is, yeah. it still, now, you know, we were talking amongst ourselves, but it just seemed to go so fast. It didn't yeah. seem any worse than, than a normal 60 minute wait or whatever. It usually yeah, anything less than two hours at Flight of Passage, if you don't have a fast pass, which nobody does at the moment, I think is, is a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And it, the only time it really stopped was when they would stop traffic to oh, let yeah. people leave Pandora. Other when than that, it just constantly flew. Well, I'm saying, but like the line itself, it, it only really stopped. It. Yeah, it, they, they would stop it every now and to let people go through. And then hey, you would, while we were on that bridge, how many of those cavalcade floats did we see going down the river? At yeah. least a half dozen. I mean, they were just think, coming one after another. I, I mean, we probably saw every single one of them. I think so, yeah. too. So. Um, all right so the next thing we got is uh something that you know alan you you kind of little know a little bit more about it than i do but um it's exciting news because with the addition of this one it brings a lot of opportunities for other stuff to return yes so disney has announced that they have restarted 
accepting applications for the Disney College program. So that's great. That means um, college kids will be coming back. So more cast to hopefully open more restaurants and do more spacing and things. Um, so that, that'll be really great. What, what exactly is the college program for those that have never Sounds been through like it? Anytime really anything's about. opening, but you have a yeah. lot more insight than we do because you, you did it. <laughs> I didn't do the college program, but I had friends that did. So the college program is actually Disney goes to um, colleges around the country and they recruit college age folks to come and work for um, a, a season or so at Walt Disney World. And what they do is they actually earn college credit. They actually have courses and things that they have to do while they're there. And then they also have um, park shifts that they do in different locations. They could be in attractions or merchandise or food service or multiple places around um, Walt Disney World. But they stay on property. There's kind of like an apartment complex. It's kind of like dorms. Um, and so they stay on property and they do a bit of class coursework and they do um, real live, you know, work experience in the parks as part of earning credit for college. Um, it's a great experience. A lot of them really enjoy it. And it, it just brings back a lot of those um, younger folks that they can put into the seasonal positions, which are really great. More opportunity to yeah, expand. It, just the more people that come, that means they're going to hire more people. Everything's going to open and just let's, let's get back. Let's go. Yep. Well, I, I think what it kind of does, and you, know, you know, you guys can chime in on this, um, but why it's so important to Disney and what it can mean going forward is some of these people that were not furloughed, that got to keep a job at Disney, but they were taken out of their normal element and what they Correct. normally would do. Now they get to shift back to, to what they did pre, pre-pandemic and yeah, and, and give us that experience that they're used to and that we're used to. Um, so the more people they bring in, the more our favorites go back to their normal spots. And, you know, again, it's just another step in the right direction to a normal Disney vacation. Exactly. Bringing it back to what it was pre-COVID. Oh, man, we're, we're getting there, guys. We are we are full steam ahead. I mean, I, I think by the end of the year, it's going to be almost back to normal. So I'm hoping. And one of the reasons why I think that is because of the next topic we're going to talk about. And that is the... Um, <laughs> The boobash that Disney is bringing back for this fall, right, Mike? Oh, man, I, I was so excited to see this. So, yes, they changed the hours. It's not very Merry Christmas, or sorry, uh, Halloween party anymore. It's called Disney After Hours Boobash. And they just announced it this week, and they said it'll take place on select nights August 10th through October 31st from 9 p.m. to midnight after the park closes to regular guests. So this is a hard ticket event. It will have to be purchased separately, um, but it will, it's, I'm gonna read right from their uh, press. It says spooky festivities will include Halloween themed cavalcades, character sightings throughout the park, special performances by the cadaver dams, decor lighting, music, treat stops with plenty of candy and so much more. It sounds to me like it's a Halloween, Halloween party, party without the fireworks. <laughs> So that's Pretty fireworks much. and without the full parade, the Halloween parade. Yeah. yeah, and I think we've discussed this on on past episodes. We all like the cavalcades better anyway. There's more of I them. Think they're cool. They yeah. pop up. You don't have to waste time sitting on a curb waiting for it. So I'm okay with that. I'm totally yeah. this. This is great. This. And this they did say there was still the still more than so twenty much. attractions open for um, the event as well. So. Yeah, 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 and they did say that. Yep, 20 attractions. And you can wear costumes, just like 
the, the, the Halloween party, in, you know, in the past. Um, it, it's it funny. Exactly like it. They, they say adults over 14 cannot wear a mask. Okay. However, right. you got to wear a mask to get in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. A little bit different, oh, different kind of mask. Different kind of mask. Well, you know what? You may not have to then. Let's I mean, hope. we're that's talking October, uh, August, August. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. It depends on when it starts. Maybe you won't. Maybe they know something. They didn't put that down. Yeah, that's true. And that's so, funny, you know, I didn't even think of tickets and availability we don't have dates yet for what nights are going to be and how much the prices are, are for this um, but we do know that they're going to be open to resort guests before they're open to the general public which i think is i don't want to say it's a no-brainer but i mean if you're staying on property right now that should be the case i think so too well yeah, yeah they said next month and they also said uh with an early purchase window available to guests of select walt disney what that means, I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out more next month. But um, probably the ones that are already yeah. open. Hopefully, I hope so. I hope they're not tearing yeah. anything. That, that's my greatest fear. So they'll start doing that. Uh, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they would tear it. But I, I mean, we we don't know. We didn't think they would do some of the stuff that they did. So and just so you guys know that these were always somewhat capacity limited anyway. Yes. Uh, you know yeah. when 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 it's going on normal. So. I would, my guess is because you're still unknown how things are going to be in August through October. I mean, we got an idea. We know the direction we're going. My guess is that they're going to sell a certain amount of tickets to begin with. And then yes. if restrictions get lifted and they go into phase three and Disney start, they may add more later. So if for whatever reason you can't get a specific date that you wanted, hang tight because my guess is if they do lift and they go full capacity, they may add more tickets than they originally uh, put on for sale next month. Yeah. yeah it's possible. So, we don't know, but it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last year and, and other, other previous years, the Halloween party and the after hours events, we heard that they sell roughly 3000 tickets, something like that. Um, with the capacity of the way they are, I don't see why they can't do that same number. Um, because I mean, we were there, we, we heard it was a sold out night one night and we were there and we hardly ran into anybody. Yeah. It was kind of a ghost town. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. that is the same for the, the parties though. I think it, it's probably it's, a little it, more I don't, I don't, you I don't think it was. Magic Kingdom, Magic Kingdom holds the numbers I've heard 75,000 to a hundred thousand people. So if they only capped that at 25%. You're still talking 25,000 which sounds like a lot, but when you're spread over that amount of land, it really isn't that bad. Yeah. No. And I mean, I think at one point the Halloween party, and I could be wrong on this, I think it was a third of the capacity, which would be about 30,000 people. Yeah. Um, so, which is about what you experience in the parks most days. And the Halloween party is a lot more busy than the regular after hours event. So. Yeah, it's fun. What do you think? We've talked about it before. We love these after hours events. You know, you get low wait times, you get really unique experiences that you don't get, you know, during regular park hours. Um, it, it's just a lot of fun. Um, they're totally worth it in my book um, to get yeah. those after hour parties. And while they've changed the name a little bit, people have noticed that instead of Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, they're calling it um, Disney's Boo Bash. But that's what they've already been calling it out in the West Coast in California. Yeah. They are doing it at uh, California Adventure and calling it the Boobash out there. So I, I'm kind of wondering if it's just synchronizing the name between the two coasts. Well, it's too long anyway. Yeah. 
The not, not so scary like Halloween party. <laughs> well, I think it'll come back. I mean, are they going to change the Christmas party name too? Well, what what is what do we think this means going forward for the Christmas party? That was a great segue, Mike. So, I I, I think now this is just my opinion. Obviously, they haven't released anything. We know nothing. But nope. yeah, uh, all the time. It, it, I mean, it only stands to reason that it's it's going to be a go. Now, the only question is, are there going to be fireworks? Everything else, just like this Halloween party. Is very very similar, the fireworks and the character interactions. Now the characters will be there. They already said that, but obviously, if it's like it is right now, you won't be able to uh, in- interact with them. You know, one on one. Well, I'm close. Still interact with them from a distance. Close. You can. Yeah. Uh, We've so, had some good interactions from a distance with them. Yeah, we, it, it's fun. Uh, and they do interact quite a bit. I, I will say that. So besides the, the Christmas party, I think this opens up, I don't know if it'll be before the Halloween party, the, the dates they announced, but just the regular after hours, you know, no no Christmas or no uh, Halloween, like we just talked about a minute ago, just the regular after hours is a great, great way to, to be at the park. Um, so if they they're going to do it for the party i'm sure they will throw it out there just to have regular after hours yeah on, on select nights and i don't know why they wouldn't and I've those got are a lot less crowded. yeah a lot less yeah i've got some thoughts on the christmas party and then the after hours events i think they've already got a plan in place for the christmas party i think they are have the same idea in mind for the boobash and the christmas party Yep. And then once the boobash starts going, they're going to make some minor tweaks here and there to make it more effective uh, because there are going to be a few things here and there, especially that first week sure. when the boobash opens up. There always is. Um, but we know that the winter months after Christmas typically are a little bit slower for Disney. So that's typically when you start seeing your after hours events until the summer comes up. We may see an after hours event at every at one park every night of the week. Because they, they, you know, they're talking about how I they know. need, you know, to bring, they need to bring revenue in. They need, you know, to do this. They need to get more guests in. If they're still not open up to 100% capacity, this is an awesome time to do that. When you're closing the parks at eight o'clock every night anyway, uh, yes. during the winter, yeah. throw up three hours in the afternoon, four hours at night or whatever, and let people pay 125 bucks, 150 bucks, whatever it was, and have the same, you know, get the same experience just at a different time. Well, and bringing those college back program kids back. Not doing it now, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. And bringing those college kids for program kids back is going to give them the opportunity to be able to do that as well. Great point. Great point. And, and, and they're not going to start back right away. I mean, they do have to come back. They do have to get trained. Um, you know, training. they got to go through all the pr- procedures and everything. Um, and especially right now, they're they're going to be training them on what's going to be happening this summer, this fall, and this winter. Right. So um, there's a lot they have to learn. Uh, and so until they are able to learn the new information and policies, we don't expect them to increase capacity again for a little while for the simple fact that one of the, you know, we have so little information on some of this news that they put over the last week just makes me think there's nothing big coming. Yeah. There's nothing big coming for a little while. They just needed to give us something to excite us. Till October um, the 50th. Yeah. Well, they're still gearing up for that too. Yeah. So we're still waiting to hear more information about what exactly the 50th is going to entail as well. And I, and I think we'll be waiting until late June, July for that. Probably. Um, yeah. 
they didn't announce something major this time that we knew was coming, but uh, I, I didn't realize how excited I was going to be until I watched the video. And we are going to attach the video to the link description. So that way you guys can go back and, and kind of watch what we're, um, we're going to talk about through this. But uh, man, we had some big news dropped on us this week, didn't we guys? We did. It's been, yeah, it's been crazy. Good crazy. So what is the big reveal? All right, so we did get a big reveal, and that big reveal was the first of the three new cruise ships that are joining the Disney fleet. So we currently have four cruise ships in the Disney fleet, um, the Magic, the Wonder, the Dream, and the Fantasy, and the, there are three new ships that are uh, announced to come out in 2022, 2023, and 2024, and the first of those will be the Disney Wish. So the Disney Wish is going to start sailing um, in June of 2022. Uh, tickets and bookings will go on sale at the end of May. So if you're interested in the brand new ship that we're going to tell you all about, um, reach out to us right away because those are going to start booking up pretty quickly, I think, when you hear some of what's on the ship. Uh, they're in, originally will be sailing from Port Canaveral down there in Florida and doing Bahamas trips. Um, so that will probably expand to Bahamas and Caribbean later, but initially um, they are going out of Port Canaveral uh, with the inaugural cruise on June 9th, 2022 to the Bahamas. Uh, there are some really cool stateroom categories on this. There's typically the inside, um, the ocean view, the ocean view veranda um, and concierge level, but they added some new concierge level suites to this um, new ship. Disney's uh, Wish will have the first ever two-story royal suites on a disney cruise ship they look that's crazy amazing they look at me there's a spiral staircase on the crew in the yes. your stateroom like it, it's crazy uh so yeah royal suite options will be two-story first ever on the disney wish um there are lots of great pool areas there is a toy story themed splash zone for toddlers and little ones there are a total of seven pools on decks 11 12 and 14 the current ships have about three pools um so they're they're going all out with this. That doesn't include the jacuzzis too, because there are jacuzzis out there too. But total of seven pools on the decks, uh, 11, 12, and 14. And very similar to the um, Fantasy and uh, the Dream, where they had the aqueduct. It's that water coaster at sea. Um, they're bringing out a new version of that. And this time it's called the Aqua Mouse. Now the Aqua Mouse is going to be... Um, not just a water coaster, water tube slide like they're doing. There's actually a storyline that goes with it. And there are some an animated attraction. characters and things. So it's, it's going to be like attraction. a whole attraction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, there's like some, some of the um, similar artwork and what you've seen at uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. You'll si find similar things like on this actual attraction. So there's going to be show scenes and video scenes and things as you're riding around on the Aqua Mouse. Yep. And the theming on this is great. So Cinderella is going to be the main theme um, of the ship. So uh, it's very princess themed. So some of the rooms are themed around Cinderella. Some of the rooms are themed around Rapunzel. Um, some of the suites we did notice uh, are themed around either um, Briar Rose or Princess Aurora, depending on which version she is. So, you know, when she was in hiding, she was Briar Rose. But when she was with her family, she was Princess Aurora. So interesting that the, the theme suites will be um, themed after Briar Rose or Princess Aurora. So really cool looking things going on. Uh, I, I This looks like a really, really cool ship. I mean, if it's themed after Cinderella and you've got these princess rooms, why would you not have a spiral staircase in it? it well, true, yeah. <laughs> Especially in those royal suites. Could, could they have... I mean, they touched on 
just about every popular Disney brand. Yeah. Anything affiliated yeah. with Disney that is is super popular right now is going to be on this boat. It, it's it's uh, it floored me to see all this. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Alan, I'm going to take where you left off and just talk about the different dining options. So, so many choices. Okay, first of all, before we even get to the dining, this I, let me, listen. The Star Cruiser Lounge is that is that the exact name that they uh, hyperspace lounge? Hyperspace lounge. Yep. We're going to talk about okay. that in a bit. So, yeah, if any of you guys been to Olga's Cantina, I, I'm sure this is going to take it to the next level. It looks but like it. anyway, so that's just an yeah. That's just I had to start there. But they have specialty dining options, uh, Apollo Steakhouse, which is on you know most of their other ships. Yep. Uh, and sh- now I may get this wrong because I'm not French, but Enchante by Chef Enchante. Arnaud yes. Lalamont. Yep. French inspired cuisine. I mean, you know, can't go wrong there. Uh, the Rose. Now, is that a restaurant? I'm trying to. Here it is. Uh, no, it's a cocktail lounge. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, Walt Inspired, uh, 1923 is the name of it. And that was named uh, for the year the Walt Disney Company was founded. Uh, it's going to be themed after the golden age of animation and pay, uh, pays to its California heritage. So you're getting some, some Californian and Walt. Uh, diverse menu offers a blend of Asian, European, and South African cuisines. Guys, I mean, they just... They knocked it out of the park. This and restaurant looks really know. cool. It's gonna, it's kind of like a blend of the theming of like the Hollywood Brown Derby, where it's kind of old, kind of yeah. smoking room looking yeah. wood paneling and you know pictures of Walt and the family and Disney as it was being you know created yeah. back in like the 1920s. Sketched. Looks really right. cool. Yeah. Next and, one is gonna be awesome. Uh, yes. The world of Marvel. I mean. First ever, first ever Marvel Cinematic Dining Adventure, where guests will play an interactive role in an action-packed Avengers mission that unfolds around you. So, for any of those of you guys or us that've been on, you know, existing Disney Cruise Lines, I guess like the Crush Show, where it's interactive. You know, he floats around from table to table and he picks on Talks people. Uh, yeah. It'll be something like that, I'm sure. And awesome is that if you're a kid and, and Iron Man or Spider-Man is right in front of you and, and interacts with you. I mean, that is just the coolest thing. I can't... I, my kids are all grown, but we're, we're going. I mean, this is... <laughs> and then, of course, maybe the, the biggest one, uh, most popular, is Arendelle. Frozen Dining Adventure. I think this... This is going to get people to go on the boat just for this. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, just how popular the movie is, the attractions at Disney World. This is, this is a slam dunk home run. Uh, it's a Disney first Frozen themed theatrical dining experience. It's like a dinner. Uh, what that dinner exactly means, I don't know. It's like some kind of dinner show with, with the yeah. Frozen. Okay. But it won't be the what we just talked about, Marvel, right? They won't. It's just no, the characters are actually live, going to be live, there for live, live entertainment. Yeah, well, and they actually said so that Marvel is, characters will join you in the other restaurant as well. 
in worlds of marvel so you know your favorite avenger characters will actually come into the world of marvel uh dining room uh, during dinner but now with frozen dining adventure you're going to meet anna elsa Kristoff, and olaf um doing live entertainment in the restaurant while you're dining but when they say a theatrical dining it is and i know it's supposed to pick off right we're frozen to left off so it will be a play it'll be like, I picture like, it like Broadway, like on stage. Type well, I, I picture it. I picture it more like um, the Frozen Ever After sing along, but with food. Yeah, theater. Kind of around. them. Yeah, <laughs> kind, kind of them picking up with a story and just kind of you know telling jokes. There's going to be live entertainment. There's supposed to be like a live band in the restaurant as well, playing some uh, of the traditional Arendelle music. Um, I don't I'm know, sure I, I, we'll I'm hear. A super couple excited. Of, you know, very popular songs at some point during yeah. dinner as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be so really it's, cool. But it's, it's everything I mean, we just talked about is on one boat. Yeah. That's nuts. Well, and there's so much more too. The Worlds of Marvel and Arendelle, the, the dinner experience, those both sound, I can't wait for more details to see exactly what they're going to be, but that sounds really cool. I mean, we, we've had a touch of this with uh, Tiana's um, restaurant and uh, yep. the Rapunzel themed one. Nothing to this extent. Uh, you don't have uh, Ant-Man, um, Black Panther, and some of them walking around asking you how your dinner is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, and then for Kristoff to come up and offer you a carrot or something, whatever he's going to do, like, I don't know. I, it's just, we're, we're already looking to, uh, at, at dates when they come out, you know, and see what's, yeah. We, we weren't planning on taking a cruise next year. We might be taking a cruise next year now. So... <laughs> Time to book it. What we'll, we'll have to see. And, and speaking of, you know, the family, uh, we're going to talk about some of the, the fun things you can do with the whole family. And, you know, for you guys watching and listening to this, there are so many options of things to do on this, but we don't have time to go over all of it. So we're just kind of going over the new things, what makes this ship different than some of the other ones. Um, so for, for starters, you've got... Um, the hero zone, which is going to be up top um, on one of the, the, I think it's deck 14, maybe, um, which is going to be your main deck where you have your uh, basketball court, your putt-putt, um, those kind of things, your, um, uh, the tunnel vision, that kind of thing is going to be in the hero zone. Um, I'm trying to remember what they said about the Luna. Um, let me see if I can find that real quick. I, I don't remember what they said about the Luna. But we can... I mean, there was so much stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's no way to. No. But then you've got the uh, Walt Disney World Theater also, which is going to be uh, showing the Broadway play Aladdin. Um, super excited about that. I've seen videos of it uh, when it was on, um, I can't remember which ship it was, but they had it on one of the other ships. Yeah. Uh, it is the guy that plays the genie is, is, is hilarious. Uh, so great. I hope translated to Broadway really well. Great show. Yeah. So I, I hope it's maybe the same similar cast, or at least they try to do it in the, the same kind of way. Um, and then for most people that they, they may not know that there are actually movie theaters on the Disney cruise line ships uh, where you can actually watch new releases of some movies. I, I was actually able to do um, Prince Caspian, uh, Chronicles of Narnia and Prince Caspian one time. Um, so there are two new 
two movie theaters on this one at the Wonderland and the Neverland Cinemas. Uh, of course, the Wonderland Cinema is themed after Alice in Wonderland and the Neverland Cinema is themed after Peter Pan. It, it sounds like you're going to have some of the um, London feel to it. And then there's going to be some Tinkerbell dust flying through, uh, lighting up the theater every now and then. So that sounds really, really cool. Um, one thing my kids really love, and Mike, I don't know if yours ever got a chance to do it or not, was the uh, Oceaneers Club. I'm really, I'm really excited with the what they've done with the Oceaneer Club on this this ship. Um, just like you have the uh, Marvel Dinner, you also will have Marvel Superhero Academy. We've talked about on the past uh, about uh, Marvel Day at Sea, where it's just one day with Marvel. Your kids are going to have three, four, five days, depending on what itinerary you choose, of Marvel superheroes. Um, it's a high-tech adventures headquarters where young recruits will train to be the next generation of superheroes with the help of their real-life real heroes like Spider-Man, Black Panther, Ant-Man, and Wasp. That right there, just the fact that you get to meet those and hang out with them and play is, is super cool. But it goes beyond that. Like, Yeah, kids will actually... Yeah, kids will begin the experience by choosing a superhero suit from a selection of power sets based on Marvel heroes like Iron Man and Captain, Captain Marvel. Watching their choices become nanotech forms around mannequins in real life. I have no idea how they're going to do that. It's probably some kind <laughs> of projection, it, but it sounds awesome. It's, yes. Yeah. Um, and then it will Absolutely. be time for... It's going to be time for the Avengers mission training. So your kids are going to actually get to test out their suits and their skills to uh, to go up against virtual uh, bad guys. This is insane. I want to do that as an adult. Like, why not? I know. And, and, and you, if you're older than 14, you can't go in. So I don't think that's fair. Boy, no, see, no. The first night you get on it, you get to go in with the kids so you can see what But you don't playing. get to play. Boy, <laughs> I remember going in Andy's room. And that's Andy's room. Computer. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be crazy. There was nothing like this when my kids went. Like I said, we got no. to play in Andy's room and we got to dock a ship on a video game. As I say, the coolest thing I did was uh, fly the Millennium Falcon on the, on one of the ships, but that that's it. So uh, if you that's don't awesome. have a Marvel fan, if you have a little girl maybe or somebody in the princesses, the princess fan. Um, yeah, you have Fairy Tale Hall which is a royal trio of activity rooms. So if you've, if you've been on a Disney Cruise Line ship before, or if you haven't, when you go into the Oceaneers Lab, there's a whole deck of different areas the kids can go in. There's an art or activity. There's uh, it used to be um, Disney Infinity where they can go play video games. There was a Star Wars room. There was one that looked like Pixie Hollow. Um, there were a whole bunch of different little rooms that they can go in. So the Fairy Tale Hall is going to be three rooms of activities where they Kids will join some of their favorite Disney princesses and Frozen queens as they let their creativity shine like uh, Rapunzel's art studio. Uh, read and act out stories at Belle's library and test newfound icy powers at Anna and Elsa's summer house. I don't know. I mean, those to me, I think are three or four of the most popular princesses. Yeah. Uh, and maybe throw in Tiana and they threw them all on one ship. Yep. I mean, little girls are going to lose their minds. This is after they go to the frozen dinner. So yeah, yeah. Well, it, it depends on it depends on what night you have dinner, uh, you know, because yeah. they do the rotating yeah, schedule. This is this is so, insane, guys. This, it, this is over yeah. the top. 
So Rapunzel's art studio is inspired by her love of expression. Um, so the kids will get to go in there, they'll escape, uh, have the best day making their own arts and crafts projects like floating lanterns and paintings. Um, Belle's library will be a cozy corner for reading and acting out stories with the help of Disney characters. An enchanted painting above the fireplace will magically transform to bring the tales to life. I, I mean, Disney tells a story no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. And I can't wait to see what kind of story they tell in the library. Have you guys done Enchanted uh, Tales with Belle? I have, and I love it. I think it's awesome. And just the special effect they do with the mirror, where you yeah. go through the mirror and, you know, the house to, to the castle is amazing. Mm -hmm. So if they can do anything like yeah. that, and then the whole Lumiere that's in there that helps narrate the story, yep. it's going to be cool. It's going to be really yes. cool. Yep. And then we get to, uh, yeah, we get to Anna and Elsa. Um, and they're never far from snow, uh, nope. even in their summer cabin. Uh, so here, the kids will unlock icy powers during Frozen Fun, a series of guest gesture-based games based uh, hosted by Olaf, which will include snowball fights, friendly uh, with friendly trolls, and a hunt for mischievous snow geese. Um, so the tiny little playful snowmen from uh, that were created by Elsa in the animated short Frozen Forever or Frozen Fever show up. Um, They're like snowballs just, with feet. They're funny. Yeah. And, and it, they they just incorporate everything. I mean, there's there's so many what we like to call Easter eggs yeah. on this ship and in these themed areas that it's it's just I cannot wait to get on and see it. I'm never going to take an excursion because I'm going to spend the four <laughs> you know four or five days just walking around looking at everything. Yeah, so much to see. You're going to have to. There's no way to catch all this in a three night cruise. Just, no, and and. And I'm going to have to lie about my age on this last one. Um, and, and, and Blaine's going to be right there with me because it's right up his alley. But the last area is the Walt Disney Imagineering Lab. Um, so what it is is you get to go in this place, see what it looks like to become a Disney Imagineer, um, help see what it takes to design parks, attractions, and cruise ships. Um, and, and then you get the opportunity to design your own roller coaster. At the ride studio, kids will create a coaster along the lines of Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, or Matterhorn bobsleds, and then climb into a capsule where they will virtually ride their imaginative masterpiece. So you're going to design a roller coaster, and then you get to sit in this thing, and it's going to you're going to ride your own roller coaster. They and did that if you're a lucky, long time ago at like Disney Quest, so I'm hoping it's a better version of that. I'm I'm sure it will it be. be, and and after you're after you're done, you're going to get off your roller coaster, and then you're probably going to turn around and walk right smack into Sorcerer Mickey. <laughs> Like, it's cool it's crazy how much is on this ship. Yeah, it really is amazing. And, and something new that is on this that that is not on any other Disney Cruise Line. So the Oceaneer Lab, I believe, is on um, deck two. One oh, of the ways to get in, decks, yeah, of some things. Yeah. So, but one of the ways to get on to get in this Oceaneer Lab is to take a tunnel slide from deck three into the lab and, and, and slide right into the Oceaneer Club. That would be pretty cool. Right? <laughs> I want to ride the slide. It makes me feel like I I, I want to be in the movie Big all over again. And just <laughs> exactly. Kind of, you know, uh, but uh, I'm jealous. I really am jealous. Well, don't be too jealous. Because I know you guys both have kids. I don't have kids and I can't take Vinny, our dog, on the ship with us. But <laughs> if you don't have kids, there are a lot of great adult-only options for the ship as well. So not that we don't want you to go with kids and have fun. Uh, I'm sure my grandmother or my mom wants to take uh, my nieces with us at some point. So she already keeps asking about it. But for the adults only, there are some really great adult only places and experiences for you to go and have a good time on the ship as well. 
So Mike mentioned before, one of those is called The Rose. So The Rose is this chic lounge at the entrance of Paolo Steakhouse in Enchante. Um, and it's inspired by the fateful flower at the heart of the story um, of Beauty and the Beast, where guests will enter The Rose through the corridor of a beautiful bespoke artwork commissioned exclusively for the Disney Wish. And the grand entrance uh, culminates with a gilded golden rotunda unfolding into a plush lounge with rich velvet seating, glorious views, and magical illuminations. So the artwork I've seen of this looks a little bit like the Enchanted Rose at uh, the Grand Floridian, but it's like that kind of dialed up to the next level. Yeah, that sort of reminded me of really it's, cool. It's, a, it's supposed to be themed a little bit along the story of Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Which is where the, the rose comes from. Yep. And in one of these, um, Lumiere makes an appearance and I think is Cogsworth in the other one. I think Cogsworth and Lumineer both do, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that's what I heard. So, um, I mean, it, it, they have taken the grandeur of Beauty and the Beast and they have incorporated it into these the, these next couple uh, adult-onlys. But uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it, it does look like the Enchanted Rose on steroids, yeah. really. So. Yeah, from, from Grand Florida. And I love that place. That's I'm, I'm yeah. a Beast fan, so the, the Enchanted Rose is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, you know, and we have also mentioned that we did say there's going to be more than seven pools, or at least seven pools on this ship. So there is still the Quiet Cove Pool District, which is an adult-only pool and poolside lounge. So um, I have been on the ships before, and if you do have people under 18 and you bring them into the adult-only area, they do kindly ask you to take them to one of the other pools. So they do try to keep the adult area um, adult, calm, serene. You know, instead of being out by the main pool where Disney music and, you know... Um, attraction music is playing you're in a nice you know mellow jazzy laid back kind of disney music it's it's a lot calmer um it's it's pretty cool it's, it, is it not on the end of the ship now where before it was in the middle of the ship with an open air it's, so it, now yeah. it's on the aft i guess yep it's on the aft end so now. you're looking out into the over you know over the side of the ship on out to the ocean yep they used to be um up towards the front in, in the bow of the ship and now they're back to the aft. Right, but you didn't get the view. I mean, you can see from the sides, all the sides were window. Yeah. Or glass, I'm sorry. So now it's going to be as you right sail away, the... you can yeah. watch the sunset as you sail away off the back yes. of the right coast. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we also have Census Spa and the Fitness Center. So you're familiar with those from some of the resorts and the other ships, but the Census Spa and Fitness Center will obviously be on the Wish as well. And another one that I'm super excited about, Mike, you kind of touched on earlier, is the Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. So this is designed to be a high-end bar styled as a luxurious yacht-class spaceship. So it's uh, got a sleek interior and design, a lot of metallic detailing. It's inspired by lavish star cruisers, similar to Dryden Voss's ship in Solo, A Star Wars Story, um, where it was that big, elegant, kind of call place that was kind of cool. Uh, here guests will be able to sip their galactic concoctions from this spacefaring voyage and that will translate them, transport you across the galaxy to iconic locations from the different eras of the Republic, the Empire, and the First Order, um, employing hyperspace jumps to travel from planet to planet, um, while you see sensational scenes unfold just beyond the ship's panoramic viewport at each stop. So you literally, you're in the lounge and there's this giant panoramic viewport behind the bar and it looks like you jump to hyperspace and then you're at Tatooine out the window and you can see things. Oh. The window, and then I, you, I don't think this? this is going to be going to Tatooine or Batu. I think they're going to skip those kind of. <laughs> does, this, does this not sound like a combination 
of the new, not yet open Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser and Hoga's Cantina. It's like they took aspects of both and threw them into here. Yes, please. Yep, exactly. I mean, come on. It looks this really cool. Much. This is another one of those that during the day, the lounge will be open um, to families. And then at a certain time of, of the evening, it does transition to adult only. So you do get this adult only lounge opportunity to go to. It looks really cool. It does look like a much more glamorous version of Oga's Cantina. Yeah, um, it needs to be that way. And, and it looks really families, cool. young Star Wars fans need the opportunity to go and experience yeah. this. Yeah, and I'm sure just like Oga's Cantina, they'll have a lot of non-alcoholic, um, cool space themed um, opportunities for people to enjoy as well. So you don't have to do all alcohol, um, but it's pretty yeah, cool. That's a good spin. So everything just, will, will range from a nice serene vista to action-packed encounters um, out the galaxy window. And uh, you'll see famous spaceships from the films, uh, such as fan-favorite locales as Batu, Tatooine, Mustafar, and Coruscant. And the experience will be amplified by surround sound audio and a hollow tube that presents holographic models of nearby ships. That looks pretty cool. There's one other thing. Did you guys see the video? I know this is totally off the ship, but did you guys see the video about the Galactic Star Cruiser? The teaser? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. There's a video of Ray. It's a super, super easy teaser short. Ray is standing with her back to you. Yeah. She turns to face you with a lightsaber hilt in her hand and she ignites the lightsaber and the lightsaber lights up as it goes, but there was nothing there before she turns it on. Right. No plastic like it normally is yeah when when my lightsaber now you have this white tip so that you know the sword looks like it's a white blade when it's not there there's no blade in this and she literally turns around and ignites it and it lights up right next to her face and her face glows and they're like yes you didn't see that correctly this is a new breed of lightsaber that will be available you know or coming to the galactic star cruiser and i'm like mind blown like what the heck are they doing I can't wait. Or as much as that place is going to cost, you ought to get that included in your Yeah, no, I'm sure it will not. But yeah, it, it looks so cool. Uh, but it, I mean, if they're going to do similar things in, in this, um, you know, hyperspace lounge, it's, I will spend all my time there. No problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, like I said, there, there's so many things that were on this ship that, you know, we couldn't go over because they're they're on a lot of the other cruise ships as well. Um, but we just wanted to hit the major uh, things that that are, are different. And I mean, we flew through them, so that's why we're going to include the, um, the the video with the the in the show description, so that way you guys can go back and watch what it is we're talking about. And so it's you a can lot see video. the it's concept of, art, you know, Disney theatrical in between the yeah. highlights. So, but it, it's pretty well, cool. Yeah, it, it does give you a lot of information. A suggestion for Disney on this. How about you just leave Port Canaveral, float to Cape or uh, Castaway Key, and just stay there. And by day and or on nights, you, you're just on the boat doing all these experiences. And then during the day, you go out to the to the beach and Castaway Key. I mean, could you ask for more than that? I don't need to go to the Bahamas or the Caribbean. This would be <laughs> ideal for that. I mean, Nassau's okay, but if you've been yeah. to Nassau a few times. I, I think, I mean, this, this is, is just me. Of course, we don't know anything. Um, this is just me. They're, they're, they're putting this hey. ship out to the Bahamas 
And then, you know, shortly after, they're going to start refurbishing one of the other ones. Hey, guess what? We that, got another one coming thought. next year in yeah. 2023, right? Another one. What are they going to do to top this? Yeah. You know, they had the dream and then they did the fantasy, which kind of the same, but a little different tweaks here and there. We're going to have they an all Star Wars. They just blew this out of the water. Be. I don't know how. I guess they're going to have just the, the next ship next year. Well, it'll be announced next year for 2023. It, it has to be somewhat similar to this. It'll be a sister ship. So it'll be similar, yeah. maybe different names of the restaurants, but this this is amazing. There's going to be turn. There, there's going to be a Star Wars and then there's going to be a villains. Like that's my awesome. prediction. It, it would be. And, and yeah. I don't see why they couldn't do it. It wouldn't do it. Uh, I mean, look how popular the Halloween cruise is. Now, what do you mean by yeah. a Star Wars uh, show? Well, I do, you know, the, the, yeah, the themed areas like Arendelle, it's all going to Star Wars. You can do you can do the first trilogy, then you can do the prequels, then you can do oh, the it, last three. Mandalorian. You can do a whole Ewok, like the, the whole Ocean Airline. We can design this thing right now. <laughs> like, no, That's I, what I'm I mean, we, um, we could totally do it. It would be great. How about this, what is the Star Cruiser that they're building in Disney World? That could be a, a part of the, of course. They said it's going to be equivalent cost-wise to going on a cruise, so let's just yeah. put it on a cruise ship. And then, and then you hang Yoda or R two D two off the back of it. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Baby Yoda, Grogu, Grogu. No, no. You're gonna, you're gonna have to beat people up with a stick to keep them off. Mando the hanging off the back of it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I will say a funny it's, story it's... real quick. Um, we we bought a Roomba, um, and <laughs> we decided to we decided to name it R two Clean Two. So. <laughs> Because you got to name it in the app, so that way you can tell it when to go clean and stuff. Uh, so it's R two clean too. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, very nice. Yeah. What does uh, um, Eli think of it? Um, I, I I honestly thought for the first time I could I pictured Eli standing on top of it, barking at it while it was just going around. But he really like a lot of times he would just sit there and watch it just go back and forth, back and forth. But then when it does get a little too close, he does start barking at it. But uh, it's not too bad with it. I, I expected a bigger reaction, but now he's just kind of melded out with it. So yeah, okay. Yeah, it took about two and a half hours to uh, map out our house, though. So, but anyway, that that's more than you guys, listeners, want to know. So uh, <laughs> again, I mean, there, there's tons and tons on this ship. And guess that... what? We didn't touch on Universal. We didn't touch on Disneyland. I, no, it just went on and on and on this week. So much yeah. great news coming out. So excited to see a lot of it. Yeah, we uh, we may have to do a, maybe a gear strip on this ship when it first opens. I don't know. I'm, my my June and July next year are open. I'm keeping them open. Okay. So all right. <laughs> oh my god! Make metal notes. That's gonna be hard to go without without my family though. There, there's no way. They're oh have, yeah, yeah, it's a work trip. Yeah, I know. Work trip. We might just well, all of us can just get on at one time. That's fine. We plenty of families. That'd be great. Plenty of staterooms. Yeah, yeah. All right. That about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, We want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in, um, watching us on YouTube. Uh, Feel free to comment with your own thoughts. Let us know what you think. Um, You know, did we do it justice? Did we not do it justice? Watch the video. Let us know. Um, Catch us on the next episode where we're going to be talking about our favorite beaches. So we're going to talk about some other destinations as well. You know, we gave you Chicago, we gave you Nashville, we gave you New York. Now we're going to talk about some of our favorite beach destinations. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Domestic and international. So, yeah. Yeah, Well, there's some great beaches down in the islands, Mexico. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, again, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to follow us. Uh, make sure you subscribe so that you get all of our new notifications whenever a new episode is posted. Um, and you can find all of our details in the podcast show description and our notes so you know where to find us. Um, Mike, thanks for joining us again. It was great to see you again. Great to have you back. Oh, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. You guys got me so excited about this ship. Now I'm going to have to go look it up and see what I, get, what I can do. do some more, I can right? book mine in two weeks. I, I, I'm, I'm a, a Silver Club member, so I get, I get oh a uh, head start. So. Oh, my. Silver, what is that? One cruise, two cruises? Yeah, two. just minimum one. Oh, I, I well, yeah, it's one. yeah, it's it's one. Oh, I've been on two, so okay. I have one, I but it's from 1999. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you got saying. a number. You automatically get a number when you cruise. Yep. Yep. So yeah, thanks, right. Mike. Uh, we will have to uh, get you back on shortly. Oh, uh, My looking forward to the beach one now. Definitely. All right, guys. Have a great Bye. one. See you later. Thank you, guys. Later. Bye. Bye.